Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the channel, everyone. I hope everyone has had and is continuing to have a blessed Easter as we are indeed in the season of Easter. It is more than just a single day. Resurrexit Christus. Christus Resurrexit. Amen, amen. Blessed Easter, everybody out there. Blessed Easter Tuesday. And welcome to episode 427 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight we're going to talk about the truth about the Super Mario Brothers box office. Because, hey, facts are facts, numbers are numbers. And the facts are that the movie is doing incredibly well. It is also true, however, that the film is not doing nearly as well as some people are saying that it is, speaking specifically about certain records supposedly being broken. Now, of course, anyone saying this clearly is either ignoring inflation or is choosing to be ignorant of it or just does not care one way or the other. But notice how I started off with the lead, which is that the film is crushing it. The film is making a plethora of money. The film has already made its money back. The film is already making profits. The film is very likely, is very, very likely to hit a billion dollars and beyond. However, two things can be true at once. A concept that people don't seem to be able to fully understand in their brains, that a film can be doing very well, a film can be in on its way to a billion dollars, and yet not be the record holder that people think that it is. And if that triggers you, sounds like someone's coping. Anyway, hope you all are having a wonderful day. Please make sure you smash that like button, not that fire button, if you're watching over an Odyssey, smash the rumble button as well. I'm sure we'll have a fun one tonight. Let's go ahead and say hello to the people in chat. First off, we got a one. We got a coper. We got a coper in the chat. Hedge Hobbit. No coping here, bro. Just speaking facts, speaking numbers, speaking truth. That's all I'm doing. Tina B, what is going on, Tina B? Thank you very much for being in the chat. Uh, Turo, very original, very very original. There's a lot of original commenters these days. A lot of original commenters. It's like, come on. You can, you can be more original than that. Keely Chow, what is going on? Welcome back to the chat. Thank you for being here. The Baby Thor is doing well. The Lady Freya is doing well also. Orange Hair Reviews, thank you very much for being here, good sir. He is one of my mods on the channel. And as he let everyone know, if you spam, he will take care of you. If you spam, he will take care of you. So make sure that you are clear in your joking. If you're joke spamming. Not joke spamming. If you're joking. Be clear. If you're harassing, that's a whole other thing. Great Wudo, what is going on? Welcome. Mr. Roy, what is going on, good sir? Thank you very much for being here. By the way, Mr. Roy, I will be updating the uh, Chosen of Valhalla chat as soon as possible to get a date firmly put down for our next Chosen stream. Thank you very much. Again, Lee C, also very original. Good job. The R, what is going on? Thank you very much for being here. Ben Downey in the chat. Thanatos Felicitas, what is going on? Orange Review says, it did take him three days to rise, did it not? <laughs> Let's see. Alex McCarthy. Daddy say howdy. Ooh, and how's it going? How's Thor? Happy Easter Tuesday. Happy Easter, happy and blessed Easter Tuesday to you. We got Kimberly G. What is going on, Kimberly G? Thanks for being here. King Kane Rumschke hanging out over on Rumble saying Latin Mass complete. Yeah, what a Latin Mass to start off with, bro. I know that you had said that you were going to the Easter Vigil, uh, the traditional Latin Mass there. So I hope it went well. I hope it went swimmingly. 
Brian Barth, what is going on? Welcome. Uh, let's see. Hugo M., what is going on? Let's see. Brian Barth, so original. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You're so original. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that a thousand times already. Oh, so original. Sam uh, Samurai Vader, what is going on? Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. John Evan Baird tried to say, what do, you, what do you say to people who think Disney will bounce back with Elemental? Um, I tell them that we'll have to wait and see. I don't think they're going to bounce back. But based off of the trailers for Elemental, it, it seems like a movie that might play uh, with, with uh, younger audiences. I think the biggest problem that Disney has right now is an image problem. Because, and I was even explaining this to my wife the other day, and she even, and you all know, she is nowhere close to where I am on a lot of these issues. And yet even she can understand why families would be rejecting a lot of the more recent Disney fare. Because, one, they've been putting out really bad movies, but in addition to that, they've decided to get involved in politics, right? Specifically, they decided to get involved in Florida politics. And I think that is ultimately what has led Disney into the position that it is in. And what's interesting is that why would anyone say it's going to be Elemental that's going to bounce them back when in all likelihood, if any film, if there's any movie that has a chance of being able not necessarily to get their image back, but at the very least, maybe make some money at the box office. I don't think the next film is going to be Elemental. I think that the next chance they really have is going to be Guardians 3. And I'm not even really that excited for the movie. I know there's a lot of people that are. And I know that that's kind of like the last IP that Disney has at this point that you know general audiences have any interest in. But I don't think that they're going to be able to really recoup anything until they're able to fix their massive image problem. I mean, you look to their movies, you look to their shows, and they're losing on almost every single front. And now you have, of course, the most recent news, and I'm sure someone's going to ask about it. I mean, again, I don't really cover a lot of the more controversial stuff that people cover these days. It's just It's just not really my thing. Um, but, you know, for instance, the Marvel's trailer came out, and all I can say about it is it's terrible. The movie looks terrible. The trailer's bad. I mean... That's not really all that surprising. You then look to the recent news from Star Wars Celebration, which, by the way, I'm I'm actually more triggered. I have a bigger issue with Star Wars Celebration taking place over Easter, over the Easter Triduum, over the holiest days of the year, more so than anything that came out of Star Wars Celebration. Because ultimately, it's the same old, same old. They're doubling down on Rey. They're doubling down on everything that they've been doing. So, ultimately, the only chance money-wise I think they have is Guardians. Because even though I'm not looking forward to it, I think that film has a strong enough IP. The fact that the second one wasn't nearly as good as the first one, as you all know, I'm not a big fan. I don't, I don't like the second one, really, at all. I don't think it's rewatchable. Um, some people disagree with that, but again, I don't think it's that rewatchable. When it comes down to this third one, though, I think the trailers are, for the most part, pretty well put together. I don't think they're great, but I think that ultimately it's going to hit a lot of people who have been fans of the franchise in the right spot for them to, you know, get hyped for it. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, right now, I think there are, um, I don't know if it was for this film or for another film, that the early projections were out. Um, they were able to put out some early numbers uh, for for some of the movies. 
Let me see if I can find Box Office Pro. Yeah, the long-range forecasting for Guardians 3. I guess we'll start off with that. We'll go a little off script just because it did recently come out, and I'm sure I'll do a dedicated video on it at another point, as obviously the big story right now is, is everything Mario. I mean, Mario is dominating everything. But Guardians 3 is right now... Uh, is, is right now projected to make somewhere between 120 and 155 domestic, with its total domestic being 288 to 403. So that's why I think that that movie most likely is going to be the next film for them that, uh, that will make anything, right? And I think someone asked what I think the next chance for a Marvel film to make a billion dollars is. I think Guardians 3 is, is really the last chance that they have uh, this year because Lord knows it's not going to be the Marvels especially after that trailer. But anyway, figured I would mention that. Kincaid Rumsky over on Rumble says, do we even know who the bad guy is in Guardians 3? I've seen the trailer, and I'm sure it's indicated in the trailer. But as I said, I, I care so little about it that I honestly couldn't even tell you. I honestly couldn't even tell you who it was. Let's see. Cthulhu over on YouTube tried to say, thinking about it, I'm not sure it's possible to buy pineapple pizza in my area to commiserate with you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know that they have it, you know, in a, in a plethora of places. And again, here's the thing, right? To anyone out there who continues to push the stupid, you know, cope, coping, you're just coping. Bruh, I'm literally saying the film is doing well and that the film's likely going to make a billion dollars. You know what that means? That means I'm saying I think the chances of me eating pineapple on pizza are almost a guarantee at this point. I'm not going to say it's a guarantee until the second week of numbers come out. I'm not saying that to cope. I'm saying that because that's how I've always been. From the very beginning of box office coverage, I've always gone by the second week in numbers. For all my people who have been around for a long time, you know that's how I roll. You know that's how things go here. But for the people who are shilling for this movie, <laughs> I can use words too. For the people shilling for this movie, maybe that's not enough. But, again, no one's denying the fact that the Super Mario Brothers film is doing incredibly well. Let alone this guy right here. Because I see the numbers, and I speak truth. Keck44, what is going on? Welcome. Soul Assassin. Hail to you. Brian Barth, I am not a fan of Ariaster, so no. Uh, I don't even know what it is, and I don't care. General Wingster, I say, are you excited for a Moana live-action remake? Not even seven years old yet. I mean, yeah, that, that I think is also right. And my wife brought that point up. She says... You know, because we were talking a little bit about the upcoming Little Mermaid movie. And she doesn't really care a whole lot about the race swapping. Like, that stuff doesn't bother her. She's like, how about instead, it's coming from her, and I totally agree with the sentiment. How about instead we go back to the fact that, why are you making a live-action remake of a movie that doesn't need a live-action remake? And also, really, it's a live-action remake because the vast majority of the film is going to be CG garbage. And I think that is ultimately where I stand on a lot of these movies, right? Because people love to call out the woke stuff. And again, I think that there is this woke stuff that needs to be called out. No doubt about it. But I mentioned this previously too. The woke stuff does not need to be called out in that trailer for The Little Mermaid. All right? The race swapping is the smallest concern that that movie has. How about instead you look at the CG, which looks garbage? How about instead you look at the design for Sebastian, which is complete garbage, those are the bigger issues. Those are the bigger concerns versus any of the race swapping or wokeness or perceived wokeness, right? And I think that that's where I think a lot of people 
are getting so caught up. Like I've, I've been hearing the word, and maybe it's because I just wasn't as aware of it before, but I've now heard that word so much, it's getting old, for me at least, right? Because trust me, I will call things out when they are getting involved in identity politics, when they are getting involved in, in all that nonsense, but I'm just so sick and tired. I don't know, I don't know if y'all feel the same way, but I'm just so sick and tired of hearing that word because everything seems to be woke. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, can't things just be bad? Because that trailer ain't woke. That trailer's just bad. Anyway, getting back into the chat, uh, General Wingster. Yeah, I honestly, I cannot believe that they are still doing that. KK and Rumshke over on Rumble says, Moana going to be a redhead? No, 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 no. You know things don't work that way. You know things don't work that way. Michael Hill, what's up, says, Michael Jordan told Disney to pound sand. $120 million wasn't enough for him to tarnish his image by associating with Disney. And again, here's the thing. I don't think it's about associating with Disney. I, I, I honestly don't. I just think Michael Jordan has no interest. I mean, here's the other thing. If anyone can say no to $120 million, guess what? It's Michael Jordan. It's not like the dude needs money. <laughs> so I don't think it's because he didn't want to associate with Disney. I, I think it's probably instead because of the fact that he doesn't need the money. And why would he want to go through anything? Like with any company, for that matter. Anyway. Orange Hat says, just please tell me you didn't fall for the pregnant race scam. No. I mean, again, they just announced it. They so anyone who fell for it, and it's always funny when things like that that are so obviously fake and falsified come out and people fall for it immediately. And I'm like, look, I've fallen for stuff. Don't get me wrong. Again, all of us make that mistake from time to time. But at least when I've fallen for it, it's because of footage that has come out and has been altered, right? And I, I, I wasn't able to pick up the alteration. This one, it's like, there's no perceivable way for this to even possibly be real because the film's literally just been announced. Um, but yeah. Uh, Orange Hat says, the villain for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is Adam Warlock. And you see, you know what? You mentioned that I could not tell from the movie. I, or rather, I could not tell from the movie trailer. Because to me, it looked like Adam Warlock was just there. He was just flying around and was there. Because um, I always thought of, I mean, again, I don't, I'm not a comics person, but wasn't, I thought he was supposed to be like a hero or an anti-hero or sometimes a hero, sometimes a villain. I don't know. Again, I, I don't have real knowledge of that. Joey Horn, what is going on? Welcome back. Lobster 11. People just want to manufacture drama. Again, that's what it feels like. It really does. And that's what I always try to, um, especially in my more recent years, I've, I've, again, gone away from covering that kind of stuff. And again, I'm not going to knock anybody who does cover that stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I've gotten over it. I I have a passion for numbers. I have a passion for box office. I obviously have a passion for movies. And I will still call out bad movies. And I will still be critical of bad movies. But when it comes to that, the drama stuff, yeah, I just, I don't know. Alex Picard, this says, The bad guy in Guardians 3 is from Peacemaker, Clemson Mern, I think. Uh, Feta Gator, what's going on, bro? Thank you for the $20 super chat. Says, just wanted to pay for your ticket to Nefarious if you change your mind to see and review it. Bowing to Comics gave you a shout out in his interview with Deese yesterday as uh, he knows, I, I'm sure I just mispronounced his name again. Uh, Deese yesterday, as he knows, you will honestly review it good or bad. Well, hey, well, shout out to Bounding to Comics. I love Bounding to Comics. John F. Trent, he's he's a stand-up guy. He's he's a Catholic brother. Uh, so thank you very much for that, man. 
And uh, again, it's definitely a film that I'm much more likely to see now than I would have been a couple of weeks ago. Uh, mostly because, um, not, not necessarily because of the concept, because as I mentioned previously, that kind of concept in a movie in general, whenever it deals with demonic, demonic influence, I try to stay away from that stuff as much as I possibly can. Um, but, uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely more interested and much more likely to see it. So thank you very much for that, man. I appreciate it. And, and if I do watch it, there will be a review that will be, uh, posted either that night or the next morning. Laura, the modern major general story. What's going on? Shorty short. King and Rumshki over on Rumble. Adam Warlock is the one who saved us from the Thanos Infinity Gauntlet in the comics. So yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's why I I, I thought that was the case. I thought that he had been a good guy because I, I vaguely remember my friends when I was high school, late high school, early college, when MCU was really getting you know getting started and you know started to take off. And I remember them talking about that character um, and wondering why the character wasn't around. <laughs> So, uh, Christine O'Shea, welcome to the channel. That's a new name I recognize there. Uh, Jeremy Zakowski, tag to say, I've been hearing the old script for the Super Mario Brothers uh, was going to be Princess Peach film, and she has rescued Bumbling Mario, but Nintendo steps in and said no and forced them to have script changes. Yeah, I mean, and that's a funny thing too, right? I saw Tim Pool had posted a video saying, and I haven't watched it, so I don't know if he was just trolling or not, but I heard him saying the Mario Brothers film was woke, and I'm like, bro. Come on. Even I, who did not like the movie, can at least say it's it's not woke. Yes, is Princess Peach uh, more prominent than she was in any of the games where she typically was, <laughs> let's be honest, she was typically the damsel in distress, right? That That's what Peach has really been uh, kind of from the inception of the character. But she's by no means you know, putting anyone in their place or girl bossing in the way that we see that so often happen in modern day MCU, etc. It's just, it's night and day, but between the two, I think that actually Peach's character is, is pretty well balanced when it comes to that perspective or rather when it comes to, to that angle. I think the movie just suffers a lot of different ways just from the story, not being all that interesting. And what's amazing is how many people, whenever I mention it, say, you expect a good story from a Mario movie, and it's like, I expect a good story from any movie. That that's where I go. That's where I stand. I don't I don't care if it's a Mario movie. I don't care if it's a Pokemon movie. I don't care if it's a Sonic movie. Because that's been my issue with Sonic. The, the movies haven't had good stories. If a movie doesn't have a good story, guess what? It's not a good movie. If you don't have a good story, you are not a good movie. That does not mean that you cannot find a movie entertaining. Because believe me, the numbers are very clear. And a boatload of people are finding this film to be incredibly entertaining. And we'll go ahead and talk about that now. This film already has gotten to, the most recent numbers have come in, this film has already gotten to close to $400 million. This film is doing incredibly well. And there's no denying of that fact. I have not denied that fact. Nor is anyone honest talking about the box office. This film is doing incredibly well. But again, two things can be true at once. This film is doing incredibly well. This film is likely to hit a billion dollars. That means I'm going to be eating pineapple on pizza most likely. Believe me, I'm already preparing for it. I'm already prepping for it. I'll make the call this coming Sunday when I do my box office breakdown and we see the second weekend drop. 
which I don't suspect. I do not expect this film to have a massive drop because there is no competition. This film has almost an entire month of no competition at the worldwide box office. So not only does that mean the chances of it hitting a billion are all but guaranteed, the chances of this film getting like 1.5 billion are all but guaranteed. And by the way, I know that y'all are having fun with the pineapple stuff, but seriously, after the thousandth time, it gets old. Because <laughs> you're not the first person to say it. You're not going to be the last person to say it. So come up with something original. I could say the same thing for the writers of this movie. Come up with an original story because what you gave us is pretty much a by-the-numbers film that is going to only appeal to hardcore fans and kids and families. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Because guess what? People buy it. People eat it up. Proof is in the pudding. Almost $400 million. But what can also be true is that this film is not the record breaker that everyone is making out to be when you actually take the numbers and adjust them appropriately. Taking over to Variety's article, right? Saying, oh, look, it's breaking all of these records, every single thing. Highest grossing debut of 2023. Okay, that actually, that's that's actually the one on here that is legitimate because, <laughs> because it's using 2023. So you're comparing other films, you're comparing other films of the same year. So inflation doesn't really matter. So yes, it is the highest grossing debut of 2023. And it's going to be, guess what? It's going to be one of the highest grossing films, if not the highest, highest grossing film of, of this year. I can already tell that by, by the fact of how well it's doing. But then it goes on. Biggest five day, Wednesday to Sunday, opening of all time, overtaking 2009's Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, $200 million. And I looked at that and I think to myself, wait a minute, 2009? This film's at $224 million. And by the way, 20 of that came from this past Monday. So this film got a little over $200 million in its five-day opening. I don't have to do the calculations for you to be able to look and see, wait a minute, $200 million in 2009, that's going to be a heck of a lot more money today. So already you can see, okay, no, it didn't beat that one. Okay, let's see the next claim. Highest grossing debut for Illumination beating 2015's Minions and its three-day opening weekend of 115.5, or rather 115.7. Now again, is it comparing the five-day to the three-day opening? That doesn't seem very fair. Is it comparing the three-day to the three-day? If that's the case, then that would be a fair comparison. But again, if you adjust these numbers for inflation, you start to see that there are going to be some changes happening internationally. Biggest opening of 2023 again. That's a fine metric to use because it's 2023. Then the numbers and the dollars are going to be equal there. Second biggest animated opening of all time behind Frozen 2. Interesting that this is actually saying uh, behind Frozen 2, and this is just talking international. Now, this is, I think, where things get a little bit more interesting because I can already hear people saying, it hasn't come out in Japan yet, okay? And if it came out in Japan, then it would have been. Okay, woulda, coulda, shoulda. It hasn't? And so, therefore, doesn't matter at this point. When it does, and we do have those numbers, then we can talk about it. I'm not saying that it's not going to, but I'm just saying, <laughs> calm down. Calm down, Felicia. But, regardless of that, you're talking again about numbers that have not been adjusted. In addition to that, 
You're talking about a market which is now a lot more friendly internationally to Western films than had been in previous years. I mean, you go back to some of the earliest video game films of all time, guess what? You're going to have very low international numbers. But you still take those numbers and you still adjust them and you see, wow, the fact that those films made as much money as they did in today's dollars without the international presence is darn impressive. So even when you compare domestic to domestic, it becomes an even more impressive feat. Biggest Illumination opening of all time internationally, biggest video game opening of all time. Again, I'm willing to give that to it but I would, of course, want to adjust for inflation first. Then globally, biggest opening of 2023. Again, yes, totally agree. I think that's a valid metric there. Highest illumination opening of all time, passing 2013's Despicable Me at $208 million. Again, 2013, 208. Hold your phone. <laughs> uh, biggest video game opening of all time, eclipsing 2016's Warcraft at 210. Again, 2016. Hold up. Wait a minute. Highest animated opening weekend for an IMAX of 21.6. So you're talking about maybe a few of these on here where you can actually give it to this movie. All right. And remember, I already did a basic breakdown of this at the box office breakdown. All right. So if you look at the worldwide opening numbers, all right, keep in mind, this 377 includes a five-day number. Frozen 2 is a three-day number. Lion King 2019 is a three-day number. Ice, Ice Age, Dawn of the, uh, Dawn of the Dinosaurs is a three-day number. And so when you compare that, guess what? That 377 don't beat that $419 million worldwide opening. That's, again, that's just, that's simple math there. I've also gone on, since some people are getting triggered by that, and have decided to also give you an estimate about box office sales. That roughly equates to 38 million tickets for Frozen 2, 36 million for Super Mario Brothers. And again, how did I start all of this again? Oh, I pointed out, guess what? Super Mario Brothers is doing insanely well, is doing incredibly well, is likely going to cross a billion dollars, if not make it even more. But two things can be true at once. This film can be a massive hit, a massive success, and it is. There's no denying of that. But it also cannot be nearly as successful as many of the people are going to try to claim it to be. Pulling up some other charts, right? This is going based off of the all-time domestic box office based on game movies. Don't you always love these, these, these record charts? And again, $224 million domestic is very impressive. You compare that to the 190 of Sonic, and here's the most impressive part of it all. This is all-time domestic. So the chances of Mario actually having the all-time domestic crown... Is, is a very likely thing, or at the very least for it to be in the discussion. Again, I would have to actually go back and adjust for inflation some of these old movies, which I have not done yet. But again, that's just talking about all-time domestic, and that's just based on game movies. Here are the facts. All right, Super Mario Brothers at $397 million worldwide means the film is about a day or two away from locking in $100 million in net game profits. This film has already made four times its budget which was only $100 million, shout out to Illumination and to Universal for being able to make this movie for $100 million. That's the kind of stuff that Disney should be doing. Not just putting out better films, not just putting out films that actually give fan service. They can't do either of those, right? Disney has the problem where it doesn't put out good films and it doesn't give fan service, and it decides to get involved in politics, which ultimately leads to its films falling apart. Whereas 
uh, Illumination Universal put out mediocre to bad movies, but are able to uh, are able to lean into their audience, give their audiences what they want, appeal to the younger demographics, especially families, etc., and make those movies for incredibly less money. Half the money that Disney will be putting among these things. So, again, this film is doing incredibly well. There is no denying of that fact. But to say it's breaking all of these records, I say nay nay. You have to actually look at the numbers and give a fair comparison. And the only real fair comparison is to say, okay, the money that this made back in 2009, about or a movie that, a movie that came out in 2009 made X amount of money, okay, what would that number be in today's dollars? And that there are a lot of people also coming out of their woodwork. It's amazing the number of trolls that come out of the woodwork whenever Odin gives an opinion that's, that's not a part of the, of, of the, the mass populace. The, and again, when I say cult, I don't mean it in the you know, typical uh, you know, negative cult mindset, but it is a cult mindset in, in certain ways. Right? When everyone's saying the same thing in the same way, I mean, honestly, think about that. What else would you call that? If everyone is just saying nonstop, cope, 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 pineapple pizza, pineapple pizza, pineapple pizza, what else would you call that? I don't know. But the thing is, is that you have to keep this in mind as well. Some people are trying to go out of the way to say, well, you can't say that either because you can't take into, you have to take into account the, uh, the exchange rates of foreign nations for these movies that you're using. No, I don't. Because you know how they're reporting the numbers? You know how they're reporting the amount of money made in these countries? They're reporting it in U.S. dollars. Guess what that means? They're already doing the exchange rate for me. So if a film made $100 million back in 2009 worldwide, guess what? That means it made $100 million in 2009. Dollars. Exchange rate doesn't matter. Inflation rate does. But exchange rate doesn't. Anyway. We're having fun, aren't we? I know I'm having fun. All right. Abomination over on Odyssey. What is going on? Hail to you. Uh, Abomination says, Have faith. The good Lord wouldn't place upon you the most punishing of trials. <laughs> oh, believe me. I've already accepted my fate of eating the pineapple pizza. I've never denied that at this point. Um, at least the last few days. Uh, Bagface, what's going on? Welcome to Odyssey. Abomination says, it looks like Gone with the Wind uh, really made $390 million, not adjusted for inflation, of course. I was going to use box office for comparison because I thought it would be very low, but in 1939, it made $390 million, blows my mind. Yeah, again, um, if you adjust the number for Gone with the Wind, yeah, you're talking, mo like, for the, uh, keep in mind, that that movie was a domestic movie. That was an American movie. I want to th say, I I've done that breakdown before. It made in today's dollars like two to three billion dollars. But keep in mind, think about how many tickets were sold to that. No, no one has seen, like no movie in today's world, the last 20, 30, 50 years, has sold nearly as many tickets and, and probably never will at this point, right? But yeah, it's insane. Like that's impressive. Gone with the Wind, very impressive. All right? Gone with the Wind, record holder. No, no, no denying that. Mario Brothers film, very impressive too in today's world. But record holder, not so much. 
but that's okay. It doesn't need to be. That's the other thing, too. It doesn't need to be a record holder for it to be successful. The film's already made its money back. The film is already making profit. Be happy with that. <laughs> Cope less. Dan Blackroy, what's going on? General Wingster, I stopped calling everything woke because it can be vague. I just call it bad and move on. Again, the vast majority of these movies that have these so-called woke elements are usually bad in addition to that, right? Bianca Zombie, what is going on over on Rumble? Kincaid Rumsky says, Adam Warlock is the one... Oh, sorry, I got that one already. He says, do you feel depressed or resolved when thinking about your bet? No, I don't. Again, it to me, it's okay. I have to eat something disgusting. I mean, that that's where I stand on it, right? Because I still... Here's the thing. I still stand by... The flawed law. I still believe that Jeremy's logic is completely flawed. All right, he called it. That's like calling a that's like calling a coin a coin toss. Right. I even said early on, does it have a chance to get a billion dollars? Sure. Do I think it's going to? No. You can go back and rewind the tape, and that's what I said. I said it's not going to make a billion dollars. I don't think it's going to make a billion dollars. Does it have a chance to? Sure. That's where I was, and that's where I've been for a long time. Obviously, at this point, with these numbers coming in, well beyond expectations. Not just mine, but in general. I mean, the industry doesn't know what to do with this. Grace Randolph has no idea what to do with this do with this information. Because, um, I mean, I didn't like the film, but good lord. She doesn't even have a, 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 a single iota of knowledge of the source material whatsoever. I mean, I at least admit, hey, I have a very cursory knowledge of, of, the, of the Mario franchise. And that's why I don't think I, I liked it nearly as much. And I admit, if I was a hardcore fan, I would probably enjoy the film a lot more. And I understand why a lot of hardcore fans do actually really like it. Um, but yeah, ultimately, <laughs> Kane Rumsky, I love you, brother. He says, so uh, five stages of grief? <laughs> Dang you, King Kane Rumsky. Uh, no, nah, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's all good. It's fine. Uh, Just of the red shirt. What's going on? Welcome back. Orange Hat says, he was a villain and a hero in the comics. His character split into Magnus being the evil version of Adam Warlock. Interesting. I highly doubt the story will be as interesting as that, though. Uh, Just the Red Shirt, what's going on? Uh, Master of Gaming. Tag to say, Little Mermaid remake looks bad. I don't care if, uh, if entertainment is woke. I've become so desensitized and apathetic to it. And that's the same thing, right? It's using that same logic, right? Whenever people say oh, this movie's so good. Oh, why is it so good? Because it's not woke. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's that's not justification for a film being good. Like, how many times have I already heard about the Mario film of, they're just mad because this film's not woke. Bro, that has nothing to do with why this film is doing well. But anyway, I was, I was going off on a tangent and then got distracted, but I still hold to this, right? Because I, I said, right? I didn't think the film was going to make a billion dollars. It hasn't yet. I think it will at this point. But I also said that I thought it had a chance to, right? Again, it's one of those things. Is it probable versus is it possible? I never said it was impossible. I just said it was improbable. Again, that, that that's just a factual statement. You can go back and rewind the tapes for yourself. And I did not think it was a probable. Now it seems like an inevitability, clearly. And so in that, I was wrong. And I'm fully willing to admit that. But... I will still hold to the logic that Jeremy used as being insanely flawed. Just because 
the Switch sold. A, was was it? He kept saying the, the Nintendo Switch is the best selling is the best selling game system of all time with a billion units. It's like that is not why the film is doing well. Because if you think that it's just hardcore fans that are going to see the movie, I got news for you. No, no, it's doing well because you got the hardcore fans that are loving it and loving the fan service, and you have got families. That is the biggest component of this. You have got the families coming out to see this. And that's why the film is doing so well. Because Illumination, and this is something that I definitely did not value nearly as much as I should have, Illumination has figured out how to get families to come out. Why do you think, think about this for a moment, all right? When Minions Rise of Gru came out, did anyone honestly think that film just by the name alone, was going to be a $950 million film? If you were being honest, you'd probably say no. They were able to market that film so well because they knew their audience. They knew this was going to appeal. They knew all of the kids who saw even just a second of it were going to say, Mom, I need to see the Minions movie. They've been able to figure that out. And clearly they figured that out with this Mario film too. And as long as Nintendo continues to work with Illumination on the world... Because here's the thing. They are now... The fact that this film's already made its money back. Because again, this film is already profitable. That is so impressive. That already, even after just one week, that's how impressive this is. And I'm not downplaying that by any means. It is already so impressive that they are able to... At this point, if I was them, I'd be greenlighting every single spinoff in the world. Now, they got to be careful because they figured out how to sell it. But audiences can fade. Audiences can go away. Disney learned that the hard way. Because I don't think... Disney lost the family. And based on everything they're doing, I don't think they're getting them back anytime soon. Abomination kind of mentioned over there talking about, you know, Lightyear and Strange World. Exactly. You would think when, when, when Lightyear was first announced, most people thought, oh man, this film's going to make a ton of money. But then the trailers came out. And guess what? The trailers were not appealing to that younger audience. You add to that the families who are aware of general news items. Wait a minute, Disney's getting involved in this Florida legislation? Wait, Disney's doing what? I'm not bringing my kid to that. And then you, on top of that, put out an overpriced film that sucks? Or is it the best mediocre? I haven't seen the film, so I can't say one way or the other. But still, it makes perfect sense now. But that's the reason why. It's not because the, the Nintendo Switch is the greatest Switch of all is the greatest selling system of all time. That that again, that's just a small part. It's a small component. And how do I know that? Why do I say that? Because if you look at any other video game adaptation, why didn't those do nearly as well? Why haven't the Pokemon films been billion dollar films? Those are massive IPs. Those are massively successful franchises. Because, and I still stand by this, you don't have a one to one crossover between mediums. The reason why, again, the truth about why this film is doing insanely well is because Illumination knows how to reach kids and they are marketing it so effectively that this film 
is well on its way to a billion, possibly even 1.5 billion. Again, I'll know for sure after this coming weekend. But anyway, I do see the super chats, by the way, including the massive super chat. Uh, but it is a troll, so I, I am holding off on it for a moment. Uh, so I'll first uh, highlight Cthulhu. Thank you for the $5 super chat. Says, June, Universal's Kraken versus Disney's Little Mermaid. Reading the plot and Illumination gave release slot. Sounds like both studios are after Disney. Karma is a B. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you're, you're completely right, Cthulhu. Um, and I think that it's like, again, pretty going back to Iron Man 2, is blood, the blood is in the water and the sharks will come. I think they smell blood in the water. They can see that Disney is bleeding out and they can see that they are now clearly um, vulnerable to this. All right. GJJ, thank you for the $100 super chat. Very colorfully generous of you. And again, you can call it whatever you want. You can call it cope. You can call it whatever you want. I'm just spitting facts. I'm just speaking box office numbers. I'm just speaking reality. If you call that cope, that's on you. Uh, and yeah, I again have not denied at this point that the pineapple on pizza is in my future. But anyway, I hope it was worth it. GJJ for the $100 Sasa Super Chat. Appreciate the generosity. Then there's us Felicitas. At 716, it said, I like the fact that the species of crab in Little Mermaid will drown at the bottom of the ocean. Thanatos, I don't, <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet, but that makes it even funnier. Abomination over on Odyssey, thank you for the uh, hyper chat donation over there, says, spot on impression of a child. Ah, oh, thank you. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, man. Kikane Rumski on Rumble. I wonder if parents even feel okay about bringing kids to Disney World Parks. That, I think, is, again, different medium. That, again, King Ken Rumsky, you're going to make the same mistake that Jeremy did. Again, Jeremy guessed right. But Jeremy, I think, got lucky in his guessing right. Because he used flawed logic, the flawed logic to get there, all right? It's like saying, if I use flawed logic to get to a correct conclusion, that doesn't mean... You know how sometimes in uh, mathematics... You can't just put the answer down. You got to show how you get there. And even if you get the right answer, if you go about it the wrong way and your logic is completely flawed, guess what? You still get that answer wrong. You, you still get that question wrong, right? So basically, using a math comparison, he used a broken equation, but just happened to basically guess the right answer. Is the best way that I can really describe it. But yeah, um, he is, so talking about Disney parks though, again, I think that the vast majority are okay uh, with Disney parks because Disney parks in general still have a lot of that magic. They're, I think it's starting to wane quite a bit, but that is still there. Again, it hasn't reached that level yet. Films are a different animal altogether. Um, King and Rumsky says, I would say you are somewhere between the denial and anger stages. <laughs> Thank you, King and Rumsky. Let's see. Uh, Bongo, very original. Very, very original. John Evan Bear, Titus say, Speaking of video game movies, why do the Mortal Kombat sequels uh, movies screw up the plot when it involves Shao Kahn? Uh, I know the reasons, but I want to hear your thoughts. Again, I don't really have knowledge of the source material on that. Again, I, I, 
I played a little Mortal Kombat when I was younger, but not a whole lot. So I, I honestly couldn't tell you why they why they messed it up. Though I will say, um, uh, again, when it comes to Mortal Kombat, all I can say is the '90s film, the OG '90s film, is a heck of a lot of fun. But again, guess what? A lot of people loved Mortal Kombat. A lot of people who played Mortal Kombat didn't cross over. So that's why, again, that that specific logic is flawed. Uh, Osmodeus, what's going on? Uh, Mike Jackson, what is going on? Master Gaming says, if there's one word I'm sick of, it's grifter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. John Evan Bear says, I find it fitting that Super Mario Brothers is the highest grossing video game movie of all time, considering the game itself revitalized the video game industry. Yeah, I, again, I think that um, is interesting. But again, I, I will say you want to put an asterisk next to that because you do need to, again, you do need to go back and actually work out those numbers to, to see if that's the case. Not to mention, the fairest thing to do is to actually try to figure out what the uh, number of tickets sold were. Because I think that's a, a much better metric to use. Great Wuda says, I'm predicting that Super Mario Brothers is going to have an 80% drop at the box office. Great Wuda, I do not see that at all. Um, I, I really don't. Because it had a great five-day, but even, even just in its three-day, it had a very strong three-day opening. So, no, it's 80%, no. I, I could see the film, because it had a massive opening, and a lot, a lot of times, most of the time when films have massive openings, they do tend to have... 50s, 60s, you know, higher end 70s drop. I, I could see it being in the 50s and 60s. That's where I could see it being. But again, we'll have to wait and see. All I will say is if the Friday to Friday drop comes out, remember the Friday to Friday drop is fool's gold. Uh, Hardwick had to say the extraction trailer the extraction 2 trailer looks good i haven't seen it so i can't say for sure the first film was okay um i didn't really think it needed a sequel though so eh. mike jackson my movie is going to have an opening weekend of 30 days <laughs> i know right it's like wait a minute we're also talking about this film in comparison to other movies that had two less days of release i mean come on <laughs> Hopefully that one's, I mean, I can understand why some people struggle to grasp inflation, but hopefully you can at least understand the difference between five and three days. It's like, wait, do you have the problem counting like King Arthur did <laughs> in, uh, in Holy Grail? One, two, five, three, sir, three, because that's what it feels like sometimes. <laughs> uh, let's see, Sahil. Spider-Man 2 and Revenge of the Fallen had a higher first six days for a Wednesday release film at 305 and 300 million, respectively. Did some simple math. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Again, that's the other thing too, right? Is people are comparing openings to openings. It's like you can't compare a five-day opening to a three-day opening. The only, like, first you would have to say, okay, what's the first five days of this movie versus the first five days of that movie? That's where you start. And then you say, okay, now how do I adjust this properly for inflation? And again, I know that people are going to say, yeah, but it hasn't come out in Japan. It's going to be amazing in Japan. I, I think it's going to do very well in Japan. I, I, I don't have any reason to think that it's not going to do well in, in Japan. I have no reason to think it's not going to do well in Japan. But it hasn't come out yet. So we, we don't know those numbers. But I would even be willing 
to retroactively go back and say, okay, let, let's include the Japan numbers here. Let's include the opening weekend of Japan and, and get us. But then you would have to do that. Guess what? Then you'd have to do that for every single movie. Because as I mentioned with Rise of Gru in one of my, one of my box office videos, I said, guess what? Um, or no, it was, uh, it was Frozen 2. Or again, it was almost any of these movies. Almost any movie doesn't get released in every country at the same time. Again, <laughs> that's just a fact. So you would have to then go to every single movie and retroactively change its opening weekend to include the opening weekends of every single country. And if I had the time and patience, I would love to create that chart. I would love to be able to say, okay, here's the real opening weekend of every single country all added together to get us a an actual definitive who had the best opening. And that's for like any movie, any franchise, any record. And honestly, I'm surprised that that doesn't exist yet, at least not, not, not to my knowledge. But then, of course, that very important concept and that very important precept, you would then have to, of course, provide that adjustment. Let's see. Master of Gaming. As a wise man, as a wise man said, if everything's woke, nothing is. Exactly. Just the Red Shirt, who is a member, says, Call me Chateau, made it clear. His job wasn't to produce good shows. It was to produce successful shows. By the way, that was before Woke. Yep. Because there have been a lot of shows that have been very successful, but haven't been very good. As I also mentioned, there's been films that have made a billion dollars that are not good. Some, some things to consider. For those that think a billion dollars is automatically a sign of success. Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. That movie sucked. Heck, Frozen 2, which actually had a higher opening than Mario. Frozen 2 sucked terrible. Frozen 2 is is infinitely worse than the Super Mario Brothers film. Again, I didn't like either. But I can at least say, for without a shadow of a doubt, Frozen 2 is much worse. Much, much worse. Um, the first Alice in Wonderland live action with Johnny Depp made a billion dollars. And by the way, both of those films, Frozen 2, uh, actually all those films, Captain Marvel, Frozen 2, um, Alice in Wonderland, all a billion dollars without inflation, by the way. Doesn't make them good films. Mike Jackson, tried to say, if nobody's looking, you can feed the pineapple pizza to Thor. Oh, believe me, it's, <laughs> I appreciate. See, Mike Jackson, that's an original comment. I appreciate that. See, you get the joke of pineapple on pizza, but you do it in a way that is much better than the very low IQ pineapple pizza. <laughs> I appreciate that, Mike Jackson. <laughs> but no, it, it's going to be pizza cam. It's going to be full faced. It, it's going to be where everyone can see. And that way everyone can see the disgust on my face. Because here's the other thing, too, that I don't think enough people realize. It's not even that I hate pineapple on pizza exclusively. I don't like pineapple. <laughs> so if I don't like pineapple in and of itself how in the world am I going to like pineapple on anything <laughs> like it just doesn't work that way uh, at least for me I, I'm a very very picky eater because of uh, what's it called um, gag reflex uh, textures bright burn I've heard Midnight's Edge give the Super Mario Brothers movie a glowing review to me Andre basically Super Mario was the best family-friendly film since The Princess Bride 1987. Again, I can understand why anyone would enjoy the film, but I think that if you look at the film and you look at the film's story, 
objectively, I, I just I can't see how one could say it's a good story. I can see why someone would say it's a fun movie and it's a great time for the family and all of those things, all of those anecdotes, I can totally understand that. That wasn't how it was for me, but I can totally understand that. But to say that it's one of the best stories since Princess Bride, that's what you would have to be saying uh, to get at what what I'm what my criticism is specifically. Uh, King and Rumshki over on Rumble says, I heard a rumor that the Japan totals haven't come in yet with Gone with the Wind. <laughs> uh, Abomination over on Odyssey. I think about a month ago, uh, Chato had a video explaining what goes into greenlighting shows, and he said it would be common to approve of nine meh or worse shows out of every ten just because of how impossible it is to only fund good shows. Yeah. Because good shows, typically, you... Uh, need to actually put the money in to keep it at the level that that's going to keep the audience retention, essentially. Absolutely. Let's see. Father says, numb the pain and humiliation of eating pineapple by drinking heavily beforehand. I don't drink. I'm, I'm straight edge, Father. You know that. But anyway. Uh, Sahil, what's going on? Uh, and Sahil, yeah, you bring up a good point. I mean, Jeremy thought Thor was going to make a billion, which was pretty delusional. Exactly. <laughs> I have forgot about that. Yeah, as I said, so it kind of just goes back to the point. He was just throwing a shot in the dark. He thought his logic was, was, was uh, accurate, but his logic was flawed. And again, my conclusion was wrong about Mario. I'm not saying that it was correct. I was wrong about Mario. And it hasn't even reached a billion dollars yet, and I'm already saying that. But I can also say that the logic that Jeremy was using to get to the billion dollars was was incredibly flawed. Because there are too many other films that you would have to use the same logic for to be able to justify. But if you use the same logic, those films don't make a billion dollars. Those films don't make a lot of money, even, in comparison to other films. Uh, even other films at the time. Uh, so, yeah. Appreciate the context there. Gulag inmate ten sixty six. No salt. No salt. Just honesty. Alex McCarthy. Speaking of movies, I like Shazam too. Of course you did, Alex. Our king of 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 loving terrible movies, <laughs> Alex McCarthy. Let's see, Master Gaming. I recommend you watch Sweetwater and Renfield. Uh, neither has come out yet. So why would you recommend them? I've seen the trailer for Renfield, and again, could it? It's it was on my it could be fun list, but definitely not my anticipated. Harvick says for some reason a lot of people seem hyped for a movie about two plumbers doing shrooms. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, General Wingster. Oh, this is absolutely a fact. It's okay. Mortal Kombat '95 is greater than Mario. I completely agree. Completely agree. Because guess what? Objectively, Mortal Kombat '95 is not a good movie. But it's a heck of a lot more entertaining. And again, that, that comes down to uh, subjective. Uh, Harwick says, I watched Operation Fortune. Grant was great. Plaza was very good. Statham was bland. Hartnett was okay, but didn't convince me as a major movie star. It felt one hour longer than it was 6.5 out of 10. Well, Hardwick, it's okay to be wrong. Um, how could you think Hartnett was okay? Hartnett was one of the best parts of the movie, bro. I need uh, Laura, if you're st if you're still in the chat, Laura, you need you need to put Hardwick in his place. 
You need to you need to be able to turn him to the light about how amazing Hardnett was in that film. Cthulhu. Next, they'll conflate highest opening weekend with physical elevation. Releasing on Mount Fuji, it's the highest opening for. Exactly. <laughs> I always love, and, and you all know, I've been talking about this for, for years now, that they come up with random records. And the, the pandemic was the worst one, though. They're, they were like, this is the highest opening Tuesday since the pandemic opened. I don't know why I went Bill Cosby on them, but that's what it reminded me of. Uh, Soul Assassin. But Captain Marvel had the one guy watch it 99 times. Well, hey, you know what? Soul Assassin, at least that's original. At least that's not the, well, it's because they were buying tickets and, ooh, there was a conspiracy. Remember when that nonsense was going on? The conspiracy? Where are those people now? People are buying up tickets for Mario. Yeah, it's called the families that are going to see this film in droves. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Or as Baby Thor has been saying, oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Master of Gaming, who... <laughs> thanks for saying. Transformers, Dark of the Moon, and Age of Extinction both made a billion dollars worldwide. And they both... Oh, yeah. Totally to get me started on the Transformers franchise. You look at all of the money that that franchise made, goodness me. Jonah Wingster, did you hear people are telling you to eat pineapple pizza? I have never heard about this event until today, ever. <laughs> that is why you're our pet troll, General Wingster. I appreciate you. You make things fun. You're original, and I love it. <laughs> uh, Kickhead Rumsky over on Rumble. I had to watch Rat Race over the weekend. I would say that was kind of a live-action video game genre movie. Thoughts on the movie? Uh, Rat Race. Um, is that the one that features um, the song All-Star at the very end of it? That has Mr. Bean in it? Rowan Atkinson? Somebody once told me. Somebody once told me. And Seth Green? Ken Rumsky says, yes, that movie is actually fun. That movie's fun. It's probably one of the, it actually might be the last fun movie that Whoopi Goldberg was ever in. Um, the cast of that movie alone is kind of insane. Whoopi Goldberg's in that movie. Seth Green's in that movie. Um, oh, what's his name? From Monty Python's in that movie. Uh, but Rat Race is fun. It's not a good, it's not a good film, uh, but it is fun. Abomination over on Rumble, uh, sorry, over on Odyssey, says Quarter Black Garrett took his family twice. That's 80 tickets. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yes, Cleese, exactly. Cleese is in the film. He's fun. Uh, Gary Badger said with Worthington, not watching that Mario tried to keep the numbers down by one, but guess Jeremy has one and you're about to take the... Uh, yeah, again. Um, yeah. I, I And I've not been denying that up to this point yeah it is very clear i mean the film is over project like is overperforming to such a degree that i am all i have all but conceded the race if this was a presidential election i'm at the point where it's like okay you're at like a 99 percent, but i haven't conceded yet because i again this is just me i wait until the second weekend numbers yeah john cleese john cleese is in Rat Race. 
Uh, Harwick says, have you seen Ben Shapiro's John Wick 4 review? I think it's the most spot-on review of it that I've seen so far. Um, I've not, but if he says that it's not a good movie, then he's wrong. Because guess what? Ben Shapiro can be wrong. Also, he tends to have some pretty bad movie takes, from what I can remember. Amazing Baking Soda, a poem. (laughs) Hey, at, at least it's original. Pineapple pizza is a delight. It has a sweet and savory bite. Some may say it is a sin... But for many, it's a win. Pineapple pizza is the best. It puts all other pizzas to the test. (laughs) See, I don't mind the comments when they're original and fun like that. (laughs) Uh, Kronos Godweisen is hanging out over on Rumble. John Cleese is in Pluto Nash. What? I've never seen Pluto Nash because it looked so bad uh, with Eddie Murphy. But John Cleese is in Pluto Nash. What? Uh, Lord Shax, what's going on? Says if you're going to if you're going to have to eat pineapple pizza, get it made by a real pro. Don't just eat some cheap fat food. Well, here's the thing, Lord Shax. If I'm gonna again, and the chances are very likely at this point, um, when I eat it, I'm gonna get the pizza that I enjoy. So I'm going to get, and I know this is gonna drive some people crazy, but it's gonna be a Domino's pizza because at least with Domino's, I can rely upon the garlic crust. To, to, to give me something to hold on to. It's like, at least I know that at the end of that piece, because we only said, we never said a whole pizza or anything like that. Um, I was always under, understanding that it would be an entire piece. And I have no problem with it being an entire piece and having to eat it all. Hey, I'm willing, I'm willing to eat that up. Um, but at least I'll know on my way through that pizza that I'm going to get to a delicious garlic crust. <laughs> At least I'll know that much. And again, if you're not a fan of the garlic crust, then hey, obviously you're going to be, uh, you know, brought over. Let's see. And again, Osmond Diaz, that's the same flawed logic, dude. No, 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 no. You cannot say it's brand recognition, okay? Because if that were true, why did not? Why didn't Detective Pikachu make more than it did? Why didn't any other video game movie have big opening, even the bad ones, right? You would think at least opening weekends would be big, but no. So again, brand recognition is not what is making this film be successful. It's, again, the families coming out to support it, and it's, again, this is something that I made the mistake, I was wrong, I made the mistake of downplaying the impact of how Illumination has been able to corner the kids' market. And now it's clear as day. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, But that that is why the film is doing as well as it is. It's not because of brand recognition. It's because, again, I'm not saying it has nothing to do with that, by the way. I want to be very clear on that. But that's not why it's doing as well as it is. Uh, Laura putting the muscles out there. Mike Jackson. My movie will have the highest opening 30-day weekend opening on the International Space Station. Exactly. <laughs> Ikthulu, uh, they are already suggesting that Disney will buy out theaters for Marvels. Oh my goodness, are you serious? Are you seriously? Are you serious, Ikthulu? Oh my goodness, that is such a tired trope. Oh, it was driving me nuts when people kept coming out of the woodwork saying, Captain Marvel, they're buying tickets. It's not a real billion dollar movie. Come on. Come on, man. 
Every single piece of quote unquote evidence they brought forward was easily refutable. I remember that I was doing it. It felt like I was doing it daily. Um, and it was, oh, it was so annoying. Uh, Lord Shax, I do appreciate it. It says, Jeremy needs to buy and bring you the pizza. At least make him pay for it. You never agreed who pays. That's a fair point, Lord Shax. That is a very fair point. <laughs> Jeremy, General Wingster. We all know it was Jeremy who bought all the tickets in multiple theaters to prove he was right. <laughs> if anyone would do that, sure. Uh, Hardwick, in Operation Fortune, did you notice the Tom Cruise references with Hartnett's character? There was one at the bar on the yacht. There was especially noticeable. Uh, I didn't notice any exclusively, but I mean, he was doing a movie star impersonation. And I think that when it comes to modern day movie stars, especially, he's the definitely the one that comes into mind. Uh, Laura says, isn't there a biblical lesson about pearls and swine? Hartnett was amazing. <laughs> I don't quite understand the connection being made there, but I love it and I will take it. Yes. Don't throw your pearls before swine, Hardwick. Hardnett was phenomenal. Hardnett was phenomenal. Uh, Hardwick then says, Hardnett was fun. Let's just say his character is supposed to be a megastar and he didn't have that kind of presence. Nathan Fillion would have nailed it. Bro, Hardwick, you're, 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 you are out of your element, all right? You are out of your element, Donnie. Donnie, you are out of your element on this one. Soul Assassin, does the bet say you have to eat one slice or a whole pineapple pizza? So we, I think, even talked about that on FNT, and I came away with it of it being a whole slice. And I, again, that's what I agreed to. Because there's no way, again, just for my own health, there's no way I could eat an entire pizza. There's no way I could eat a, in general... I'm not at the point where I'm where I could eat an entire pizza, even of a pizza that I like. I mean, that, that would I would have to prep for that, let alone a, a pizza that's pine. And again, it's not that I don't like the combination of pineapple and pizza. I don't like pineapple. <laughs> it's it's already it's already bad enough from the get go, let alone putting it onto something that I like, which is pizza. Uh, Laura, exactly. It's a nice. It's a nice. Uh, Rowan Ask. Oh man, Rowan Ask in that movie is so good. If you've never seen Rat Race, don't expect Shakespeare. Don't expect a good film. Um, but it's a movie that you're either gonna love or you're gonna hate. Again, this is the reason why I go to films like Mario, where I don't think the film is very good. I don't think the story is very good. But again, I under I understand why there are a lot of people, and believe me, there are a lot of people. The numbers easily suggest that that are really loving this movie and i can understand why um but rat race is a movie for me where it's like i can understand why i could if you said you hated the movie i'd be like i get it i understand it um and if you say you love it hey i'm right there with you that's a movie i want to go back <laughs> that's a movie i've actually uh, would love to go back and rewatch. Remember, if you have a comment or question just put at odin at the very beginning of your comment at odin let me know that you're trying to get my attention uh, as Rumble is getting a little bit more lively now, uh, if you could just like Kincaid and Rumsky put at Odin, I can uh, sift out comments because I'm I literally have three different chat boxes on my screen right now. Uh, Abomination says, "Just get a pizza bagel." Uh, oh, 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 oh! I like this. I like this abomination. Just get a pizza bagel bite 
and put one piece of pineapple on it. I mean, that's what Jeremy is. That's what Jeremy would have done. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I think I think Jeremy would have been a man of his word because again, I think Jeremy is is gonna is I think Jeremy's gonna win this one. As I said, um, if anyone's just joining right now, I'm putting the odds at ninety nine point nine 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 percent. It hits a billion dollars. Um, I've accepted that. I'm I'm going to I will actually give a I'll give a formal concession after this weekend if the movie is able to have a fair drop and I think it will and if in my charting it's able to show that basically a billion dollars is, is an inevitability that I, I will actually give a concession on uh it won't be this week's Friday night tights it'll be next week's Friday night tights um because I don't think it's gonna I think it's I don't think it's gonna hit a billion dollars until it definitely won't hit this Friday again mathematically it's just that's just not possible but uh Two Fridays from now, it might, depending on how much it adds. Um, and at the very least, three Fridays from now, I think, is is a guarantee. But we'll have to wait and see. But no, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a full slice of pizza. Plus, it's more for it's more for the people than it would be for for Jeremy or for them. Uh, Laura says John Cleese's best role is a fish called Wanda. I've never seen that movie. I I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. Um, but his his role in Rat Race is still pretty good. Like his <laughs> his whole persona is is so funny. Hardwick says Gary says the right way to make pineapple pizza is with jalapenos and buffalo sauce to balance out the sweet and with the heat and tanginess. Yeah, but that's just the thing, though, is that I don't like jalapenos, and I'm not a big fan of buffalo sauce. So, no, I'm going to have... Um, it's going to be a Friday, because, I, 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 again, I think the best place, the most appropriate place to uh, to eat the pineapple pizza is going to be Friday Night Tights. And so I, I'm, I'm going to get... So it's going to be on a Friday, so I'm meatless on Fridays. So it's gonna it's gonna be a plain cheese pizza with pineapple on it. There was never a criterion of what kind of pineapple pizza had to be. It was never a Hawaiian pizza. It was simply pineapple on pizza. And so if I'm gonna have to eat it, I'm gonna eat it my way. And so it's gonna be plain cheese pizza with pineapple on it. Because again, I don't I don't like jalapenos. I don't like jalapenos. I don't like the jalapenos. It's not my thing. It is not my thing. Over on Rumble, Lord Shax had to say, for laughs, I have a better idea. Tell them you'll make it yourself live on stream and eat it. But reveal the day when you make it, it's a Barbie oven with a three-inch pizza. <laughs> uh, again, if, if I try that, Lord Shax then it would be one of those things where it's like, okay, well, now you need to do it the next time, the next time. Uh, King Adaramski tagged to say, you need to do a video on your channel with the concession speech. Huge numbers will watch. Yeah. I, actually, I should probably do a live stream uh, of the concession speech. <laughs> that actually would be very fun. I'll have to like write up a formal speech and everything. I just don't have the time. See, it's terrible that it's happening at this time of year with school because we're wrapping things up. Like, we're starting to try to... And when you... If you're a teacher, you know that um, the end of the year is, like, the worst time because you're trying to get, like, all the things that you're trying to cover. You realize, oh, I haven't covered nearly what I was planning on. I need to try to find ways to creatively... So my hope is I have the time to do it because if, if I can 
have the time to actually write a concession speed out concession concession speech out, I would love to do that. Yeah, the only two options at this point are that uh, that happens in the next few weeks, and even before the numbers came out, I knew that it would either be a quick victory, and by quick I mean like within a month victory for Jeremy, and that's looking like what's again ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance going to be. Or a very long, drawn-out victory for me. Because I even said, I thought the film, at the very least, or I thought the film was going to top out at, like, even before we got any numbers, I thought the film was going to top out around nine to $950 million. Obviously, I don't think that anymore. Obviously, I was wrong on that. But, um, it is, again, I think it's it's better. I'm, I, I much prefer losing quickly than winning after months and months and months of nonsense, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Con lives. What's going on? Blessed Easter to you. Blessed Easter to you. Uh, Lord Shaq's uh, tag to say, contact Domino's. Get a big sponsor out of this. That would tick off Jeremy so much. I wish, dude. Uh, I really do wish. Um, if, I, if Domino's ever called me up to sponsor me, I, I would... You know, I'm not one for sponsorships, but a pizza sponsorship for sure would would be fantastic. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I, I wish I wish it was that easy because I, I know others have tried on my behalf, like have tagged me and tagged Domino's, especially <laughs> on Twitter before. This was especially in the heyday of FNT when. I was having like the pineapple pizza every or not the pineapple the the the, the <laughs> oh Freud um crazy guy by the way um when I was having the pepperoni pizza every single week let's see uh General Wingster I don't like pineapples it's cool <laughs> yes exactly I don't like pineapples they're coarse and rough irritating and they get everywhere. Uh, Kuru, 2109. How much do you think Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse will make? Um, I actually don't think it's going to make too, too much. Keep in mind, the first movie, though successful for its budget, ultimately was not a huge box office hit. Again, it, it did well, don't get me wrong. Um, but it was not even close to being a billion dollar film. Like, I don't even know if it cracked $500 million. Um, let me see if I can pull up that film. The one thing I hate about the numbers.com is that their search can't even like limit certain things. But yeah, so anyway, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse 2018 film. And again, this is unadjusted, but even adjusted for inflation, it came in well underneath even $500 million. Um, so... I think the next movie, because this film had a lot of positive reaction. I didn't like it. I thought the story was good. I hated the animation. I, I hated the choice for animation. It drove me nuts because it felt like it was like the stop motion feel to it. And it just, I didn't like it. Um, I thought the story was fine, though. Uh, trailers for this one don't look good, though. The trailers for this one look pretty bad. And that was even before. I know everyone and their mother went after a, a recent trailer that had a sign about like trans stuff in it. And it's like, look, I think that stuff should be called out. But I mean, again, we're missing the forest for the trees. 
the movie looked bad before that <laughs> before that one scene was was picked out um but with that all being said i think that this sequel i think that you're looking at around this number maybe a ceiling of 450 if i had to take a guess um again we don't, i don't think we have any early uh early numbers on that but if I had to guess, that's where I would be. Because I think that movie comes out midsummer, So we'll wait, wait and see. Soul Assassin says, uh, you can see AI, you can use AI to fake a pizza for you to eat. <laughs> or I can, I can ask AI to create a video of me eating pizza. But you see, I wouldn't do that because I think I would already be so creeped out by that. <laughs> like that would already creep me out so much. Gary Banger Sandwich. Unfortunately, your state has banned pineapple pizza uh, effective today. Now, that would be amazing. That That's the only way, that's the only thing I would allow to get me out of the bet would be if if my state made it illegal or if the country made it illegal. Because <laughs> that would just be fun to, to troll. Harvey says, A fish called Juan is great. It also has a sort of spiritual sequel called Fierce Creatures with the same cast as different characters. It's pretty good. Again, I've, I've heard a lot of great things about a fish called Wanda, but I've never seen it. Uh, Zain Hu says, I like the new D&D movie. After the director's claim about emasculating the male characters, I was going to avoid it. But the drinker's review made me decide to give it a chance, and I'm glad I did. That's what I, I keep hearing. Uh, consistently, I've heard that basically you have to ignore what the directors and writers said because it seems that they are very much a part of this political elite class, but the movie itself is not. So it's weird. I, I, again, I don't understand that because anytime that's ever been tried in movies where it actually exists, it's never been successful. It's never worked out. So I don't understand why they would have tried that as a so-called marketing strategy. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Hardwick, have you seen the Critical Drinkers Russell Crowe review? I have not. So here's the thing. I got the notification for it and I only like half looked at, you know, how sometimes you half look at notifications. So you kind of see the title for something. And when I saw it, I thought, Oh, critical drinkers doing a video on Russell Crowe. That's interesting. I guess he does have a movie coming out soon. Um, but then also like second half of my brain was kind of processing it too, looking at it being like, wait a minute interview. What's this? I did not know. He actually got a- an interview with him. That's awesome. I'll have to check that out. I'll have to check that out. Um, I'm assuming um, he is doing an interview for his upcoming uh, his upcoming film, The Pope's Exorcist, which I, again, as you all know, just like with Nefarious, I don't really have a desire to watch it um, because I, I don't like films that have uh, diabolic influence um, or anything uh, with demons, demonic stuff. I try to avoid that stuff when I can. Great Wuda says, just remember, it's not over till it's over. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Um, but I uh, I can also, <laughs> despite what some people might think, I can, when especially when the data is there. And if you look at my charting, I, I will let my chart speak for itself. That uh, when the numbers are out, my, my charting gets pretty accurate. So that's why... I'm seeing the numbers right now. I'm looking at it compared to other films. 
and I'm looking at it, and that's why I'll know for sure this Sunday when I'm able to make projections because um, the vast majority of the time my charting is is spot on. The range that I have, I didn't just come out come up with it out of the blue. I, I did a lot of research into historically where do most films fall compared to the first two weeks. And obviously there are exceptions, right? Avatar was clearly an exception, was a chart breaker. There's films that obviously do worse than the charting. But if you look at my average, the vast majority, vast majority of films make 60% of their entire box office in the first two weeks of their release. So um, I'll have that. Uh, Laura, (laughs) didn't Mr. Bean have narcolepsy in the race? He did. He did. (laughs) Um, And that's why it was so funny because he wasn't Mr. Bean. I don't think he was officially, but he definitely like had all of the like manure. Like I'm not the expert on Mr. Bean. I've not seen any of the official Mr. Bean films. Um, I think it's just like Rowan Atkinson being like just silly, but <laughs> I, I love it. I I want to rewatch that movie now. I, I I feel like that might be a, a movie that my wife would be like, I'd be willing to watch. So I was asked, any chance of reviewing 1993 Mario film? Um, I, again, that would be a retro review, so there's always a chance, um, but not anytime soon. I think that film is a lot of fun, but... Master Gaming, Marvels has competition like Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds, and Snakes. Um... Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one because I don't know how much gas The Hunger Games as a franchise has has left, you know? Uh, Harbaugh says, The interview is fantastic. They covered a lot of topics, including Master and Commander, Cinderella Man, and the Pope's Exorcist Drinker is a great interviewer. Nice. Again, I'll definitely check that out. Uh, Orange Jet, uh, Odin, don't let, don't sacrifice integrity for demands from others. If you're not comfortable watching the demonic films, keep yourself pure. I don't, even watch them without my rosary close by ever at night. Uh, yeah, and again, Orange Hat, you, you, I think you've been all, you've been a part of the family now for for a long time, so you know I, I don't let people uh, influence me very easily. So uh, yeah, def, definitely don't worry about that. Again, there's a reason why, um, and it comes down to one: you should never expose yourself to sit to things that you know are going to put your mind in a place that. Basically, it's this concept. You don't ever leave a door cracked open because if it's cracked open, something can always come in. And even though I would not be going into those movies with any type of openness, just the exposure alone can be dangerous, can be tricky. So that's why I I avoid it at all costs. Now, I've seen films like The Exorcist before, uh, but that was because it um, it was a movie night film I allowed for people to nominate and vote, and it won. And I was, it's one of those things where I was like, okay, I've seen it. I will never watch it again. Have no desire to ever see it again. But yeah, I appreciate it, Orange Chat. Don't worry. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Abomination over on Ozzy says, retro review and point out how useless John Leguizamo's Luigi is. That guy talking a lot of nonsense for such a mod's performance in the movie. Yeah, that's just the thing, though. Again, it's a terrible film, but I think that how because of how bad he is, I think it's hysterical. 
No, no, he's Mario Mario. I'm Luigi Mario. Like that, that's all I remember from his character is that line. <laughs> it's so bad. It's just so bad. Oh, man. Uh, Lord Shags, I just saw the comment about your, about the dog. So Lord Shags over on Rumble says, my dog jumped on my phone and commented L. That wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were just pointing out saying like like t- like an L. <laughs> just like what Kiki and Rupski said. <laughs> uh, let's see. I've never seen the Omen franchise and never will, Master of Gaming. Bro, I just said that I don't watch and tend not to watch films about demonic influence. And I even mentioned, like, I have seen, because of very specific circumstances, films like The Exorcist, and I've seen one of the Paranormal Activity movies. And that was when I was a lot younger. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, Or in chat, the last time I saw John Leguizamo in any good role was John... I agree! I agree. He didn't have a lot to do, and that's probably why he was okay. Actually, you know what? No, Orange Chat. He was in the menu. Laura Mata, Major General. She's a fan of the menu, too. And uh, he was pretty good in that. Because he he played a, a Hollywood star whose flame was fading. So I thought he actually... he Not that he was ever a Hollywood star, necessarily... But I think he's definitely someone we could look at and say, okay, he used to be a bigger name, um, and now he's he's clearly not. Um, but I thought, yeah, he was great in the menu. So that was the last, uh, that was the other good one that I've seen him in. Harry says, I'm not optimistic about Renfield. I don't like how far it strays from the characters. Dracula Dead and Loving It seemed to have a clear understanding of what it was parroting. Yeah, again, I don't know enough about the the lore to ha- to care one way or the other about it. So... I, I the only reason why I would ever want to watch it is because of Nick Cage. Joe Wigster, you should watch Exodus 3. You'll like it. Oh, my pet troll. So he played himself in the menu, says Orange Hat. Yeah, he did. I would actually recommend it. It's a great film. King and Ramsky, speaking of John L., is he having trouble finding work or something? Yeah, it's all, it's almost like he's the character from the menu. <laughs> uh, what's so funny? People forget this. He was a he was the sloth in Ice Age, in the Ice Age movies. Think about it. That's like the last big thing he's ever had. Again, he's he's in the John Wick movies. Uh, he was in the Menu, but his like box office wise last biggest role, and what he's probably most known for, is his 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 uh his voice acting in the Ice Age movies. Um, the problem, Ambrose, with that, though, is Violent Night's not a good movie. And now I've just triggered a lot of more people. Cthulhu, wait, does the does that include Ghostbusters? Such a loss to your movie experiences. Oh, goodness me. Um, no. Uh, so because that so because that deals that doesn't deal with demonic elements that deals with ghosts. And uh, as, as a Catholic, the understanding that I have. Um, of of ghost, I don't I don't believe in the concept of ghosts as spirits of the dead roaming the earth, haunting that stuff. Uh, again, if anyone thinks that they've had an experience with a ghost, it is either one a figment of their imagination or two a potential demonic influence. Is how I've always understood it. 
But anyway, with all that being said, we are just about at time. So we'll go ahead and start to wrap things up. I want to thank everybody for watching tonight. This has been a fun, fun stream. Uh, for those that are still hanging out, thank you so very much for, for being here. Uh, I figured, I, I noticed at one point we were up to, I think, 80. We dropped off like to, to 30 or so. I, I'm wondering, I imagine it's because there's others who are, who are likely uh, streaming at this point. But for those that are still here, thank you very, very much. I really do appreciate it. Uh, for those that were creative with their pineapple comments, I appreciate you even more than anybody else. Um, and I just noticed that the... Okay. So it looks like we may have lost uh, contact for a second. Ah! Tuesday night's main event is live. Why are they going live earlier now? Anyway, go check out Tuesday night's main event uh, where I'm sure they won't talk at all about Mario or pineapple pizza or anything like that. But anyway... Um, so yeah, the stream is still going. I lost uh, connection for a second, so it should be back up and running, at least according to, to OBS. So uh, again, I don't know what happened there with the uh, connection, Ozzy having some kind of hiccup. So I don't know if I'm still live or not, but if I am still live or if I come back and you refreshed it, great. Um, uh, Lord Shack says, never lost it here. Interesting, because I lost it on my end, so I don't see how you, I, I don't see how you, how you didn't lose it. So, um, anyway, with all that being said, thank you all very much for being here. Uh, smash the like button, light the fire button, Aussie, smash the rumble button as well. King of Rumshi says, quick blip on my end. Interesting. Because it looks like some people on uh, YouTube are, are still having an issue. But with all that being said, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. A blessed Easter. Uh, we are in the octave of Easter. Um, hold on. Let me see if it's just an issue. Because, yeah, we're still <laughs> we're still live on Rumble, it seems. Um, I don't know if we're still live on Odyssey. Still live, question mark. They're on YouTube. Who cares, says Lord Shax? <laughs> well, I mean... I care about my people, and obviously I care about my uh, abomination who hangs out over on Odyssey as well. But anyway, if hey, if anything else, there is even more reason to hang out on Rumble instead. So anyway, with all that being said, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. And as always, all right, uh, Godwin of Essex says still live on on Odyssey. So it looks like it's just YouTube. Weird. Anyway, have a wonderful day, everybody, as always. God bless. And now for a huge special shout-out to all of my Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members who are at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above. Starting off with Patreon with Father Luca Illick, Garrett Searles, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Orange Hat Reviews, who you can check out over at his YouTube channel by the same name, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Rosetta Allen, who you can check out at her YouTube channel at Eagle Writer, and Miss Modern Muses, who you can check out at her YouTube channel by the same name as well. To my Subscribestar people, we got Matt317, check him out 
out on his Twitch channel by the same name. Fast Reaction, The R, Mr. Roy, J-Rod, The Beer Guru, and Z-K-Man. And you can check out the K-Man over at xtheboundaries.co. And lastly, to my Locals members, Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, How About a Hockey Player, J.H. Schwalbach, Brett D90, and the amazing lawyer, Robert Barnes. If you want your name shout out at the end of every video and live stream, check out the top link in the video description below to join the Keeper of the Bifrost level. You also get access to other things like a podcast that I do every month with John the Flick Pick Flickinger, and also I do giveaways for my Keeper of the Bifrost level people and above, and also my Chosen of Valhalla monthly stream. If any of that stuff sounds interesting, especially those giveaways, which I do give away 4K steelbooks, all kinds of stuff all month long, check out that top link. You're all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, a blessed Easter, and as always, God bless.